Welcome back to the Tapes Archive podcast, where we release interviews that have never been heard before. In this episode, we have the original problem child, ACDC's Angus Young. At the time of this interview in 1996, Young was 40 years old and was promoting ACDC's album Ballbreaker and their upcoming tour. In the interview, Young talks about how his schoolboy outfit came to be, the reason ACDC took a five-year hiatus, Beavis and Butthead, and the key to all of ACDC's success. As always, we have music critic Mark Allen at the helm conducting the interview. One last thing before we get to the interview, the Tapes Archive podcast is a proud member of Osiris Media, a global community connecting passionate fans with podcasts and experiences about artists and topics you love. Thanks for tuning in, and now it's time to open the vault. Uh, Mark Allen, please. This is Mark. Mark, it's Ella Young here. I've got Angus for you on the phone. Thank you. Hello. Angus. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good, good. Good. Were you somewhere on the West Coast today? In uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Good. Yes. Well, I hope you have better weather than you have when you get here. <laughs> I've heard it's cold. It's, it's a little below zero and yeah. uh, very cold. We, we, we had some of that, that cold weather when we kicked off. We, around uh, the Carolinas, it was snowing. So we... we we, we know what you're going through. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, so is it by accident that you picked the worst time of the year to tour? I guess you always tour in the winter, right? Well, we, we had actually started south, you know, uh-huh. and uh, which was, you know, but, I mean, I don't think anyone expected the, the winter to be that harsh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, it, I guess it was uh, late 1990, the last time we saw you here, and the landscape has changed. The musical landscape has obviously changed just tremendously since you've been around last. And did, the weather. <laughs> <laughs> no, the weather's always ugly. <laughs> uh, did, did you have any concern um, in coming back after five years plus that, uh, yeah. that maybe people wouldn't be there for you? No, we've never been a band of, uh, you know, we, we've always been a band of, you know, we go out, we make a record, and we've been lucky that we, we, we've had, uh, over the last few years, you, get, you know, you get the choice in your life to be able to do what you want to do. So we were never a band that really worried so much about, um, what well, you know, the musical environment around you. you know? mm-hmm. Are you surprised by the other things that are going on? I mean, how, how many bands have just dropped off the map? Well, I think it, it goes through a lot of cycles, I think, yeah? Because if you, if you actually look, you see a lot of, it probably, you know, the new cycles always sort of resurrect some of the old cycles who were the godfathers of this, you know, what they call the new music, I suppose. There's always been, a, I, know, I know when we came here in the 70s, there was not a lot of rock music out there. I mean, as, as far as, like, say, radio was playing very much, a lot of dance music and uh, a lot of uh, pop, pop, pop 40. So... Uh, even then, I mean, it was just the same thing. Then it changes. Usually, when what seems to happen is usually when all the everyone changes to one form of music, it's about time to change it to another one. You know. Mm-hmm. And and yet you've been so remarkably consistent over the years. And and I'm wondering, do you think consistency is the key to uh, to your success? Yeah. Well, we I think we stand our ground. We were always a band that we know what we do best, which is rock and roll, and that's where we always. We drew our line, even in the beginning, because even in the beginning, we would there was always a lot, you get a lot of pressure. People were saying, "Well, people are listening to this now. You should uh, be recording that type of music." Or, you know, one one year it's punk music, next year it's 
you know, metal music, next year it's pop music. We were always a band that said, well, we, this is what we do. Should uh, people learn from this that uh, if you stand your ground and, and take care of your vision, things will work out? Or is it just that, that you guys were able to do it? It's like this. You've still got Bob Dylan still performing. He's still performing the same as what he did as a, as a, a young man. You know, he's still writing songs and still performing them. And, uh, you know, you can't be what you're not. Now, when you first started and first came over to the to the States, you were basically considered a metal band, weren't you? Well, we've had a number of different tags. We've been, I mean, in our early years, when we went to England, they were called as a punk band. The only tag that we ever subscribed to, really, was we, we would say we were a rock and roll band. And I always find that more the image makers of the world want to tag a music. I first encountered it in England, you know, when in, in those punk times, you know, when there were tagging everyone with a with a name and I think it just gave them another word to write in the in the bio, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> File them under this. You know? right. <laughs> and then the the weird part was they were actually giving birth then to some sort of mass production, you know? People obviously have this impression that you've been away for five years and I realize you've been doing other things. You have the live album and the, the song and on last I've action. I'm two two weeks and five years. <laughs> <laughs> time that I got for myself. So, so it wasn't a five-year vacation, huh? You weren't just sitting up there counting the money and uh, waiting for the next tour. Huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. It cost you money to live for five years. <laughs> well, but you must find that people are like, you know, they, they obviously most people think you just took a vacation, right? Yeah, well, I think a lot of yeah, people do. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on the road and you've, you've just had a record out and somebody says, when's the next record? <laughs> years for the next one? No, I think we, it would be a lot quicker. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah because we, the the main reason we had the break, you know, it, it's probably the first time we had the, the time to really take a break. And we had been on the road since we started virtually from that, you know, up to that point. We, we had been touring all the time. It was a constant cycle of touring, recording, touring, recording. So there was never a lot of time to sit back and uh, even look at where you were going, what you were doing. So you took a little... guys went home to say hello to their teenage children. (laughs) 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 We're now working. (laughs) So you did have a little, at least a little time for reflection in that five years. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Did you do anything uh, fun? Do you have anything that you do outside rock and roll? uh... Um... Oh, well, I, I mean, I've got my own hobbies. I yeah. do a little dabbling with, you know, painting. Yeah. That's always a big hobby of my own, that, a bit of sketching. Will we ever see an art show of yours? Uh... Well, I wouldn't force it on the public. <laughs> 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 I mean, I do it. It doesn't mean to say I do it well, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I've done it since I was uh, a child. You know? Yeah, well, there's no shortage of, um, of musicians, you know, who have that that as a hobby and uh, are bringing it out on tour. I mean, John Entwistle's got a tour running around the, the country now, and, uh, you know, Jerry Garcia had that for years, and, boy, you know, we see all kinds of stuff like that. So. Yeah. But but we're not going to see uh, the Angus tour of, uh, our, our Angus Art tour of America. No, 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 okay. No, no, no. <laughs> in, in recording the new album, and I got to tell you, I, th- I think this is just a great piece of work. I 
really enjoyed this. Um, oh, even I, I think more so than anything else you've done. And I, I can't tell if it's if it's the sound of it or maybe I'm just ready for this after a long break. But at any rate, um, I read where you said that that this has kind of a dry sound, and uh, or that's what you were trying to achieve. And I'm wondering what you mean by that. When we went to record it, we we came up with the idea we were trying to get uh, you know free of the modern technology. And when we first started recording, it was a lot more basic in that. You didn't have the, the computer world in. There's a tendency these days if they go, well, instead of spreading a few microphones around and taking the time to put them in the right position, they'll just pull out the latest gadget, flick it on and plug it in. And so we were just, a lot of it was finding, even a very hard thing to find, believe it or not, was finding uh, recording studios that still had kept their basic room and, and a lot of them had gone over, especially, uh, say, through Europe, they had all gone on to, uh, you know, just catering to, like, dance music. So they had sort of followed that trend, and, you know, that sort of... A lot of them went out of business, actually, so because of it, because there's only so many studios you can cater to that sort of thing. We actually came to Los Angeles. You could find a place that still had the old-world sound and hadn't fiddled with all the uh, technology. You know, they still had the old uh, analog technology. So there went four of your five years right there, just looking for a studio, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then finding a good acoustic room to do with it. The last tour, I was thinking that, that of all the songs on, on the, the Razor's Edge album, Fire Your Guns and Rock Your Heart Out would become concert staples. Are they in the set this year? We actually started rehearsing. We just rehearsed as many songs as we could. And then what we've been doing a lot is you get uh, feedback, you know, from fans that have been following you around over the years they always come with their lists and tell us what to play you know? <laughs> so we, you know, we we've got a good good sort of approach to it i think you know we'll, we'll do some different songs each night and chop and change the set around that way when you're performing these days is it all instinct or, or do you think about what you're doing can you just go out there and, and wing it I, I concentrate on just what I'm doing on the guitar and everything else then becomes a bonus. <laughs> okay. And uh, what, what do you do to get physically ready for this? Because, man, you work hard. Physically? Yeah. <laughs> um, gee, I don't know, really. I, I probably smoke more cigarettes more than that. <laughs> yeah, people, I, I, I've been reading all these stories about people who have been interviewing you in person and they say how you smoke so much and I'm thinking, man, I, I don't can't. I don't can't think of too many people who work harder on stage at night than you do. How do you how do you do that? <laughs> it's got me baffled too. <laughs> My brother says it's, uh, nicotine withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're 41, is that right? Well, I'm 40 now. I you're, you're 40 there. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you much. <laughs> so you've been doing this. Uh, I mean, for for your whole life, basically. It's amazing. It has, yeah. yeah. Pretty, had a long time now. A couple other things I'll let you go. Um, tell me, how, how did the schoolboy outfit come up? What, from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, well, it was my uh, sister who, who came up with the idea. And it, it come from when I would come home from school, and I would run in the door before my mother grabbed me and said, right, you've got to go on errands. But I'd grab the guitar and run off to where my friends were. Yeah? So she used to think it's so funny. I was running around with a guitar, a big guitar under my arm and my little school uniform on. When Malcolm, my brother, when he put the band together and he got me, she said, it'd be really good if you got your school uniform on and played, you know, give people something to look at. So this is an actual uniform, that, the kind of thing that you used to wear to school, huh? It is, it is. 
Wow. And that was my way of getting getting my own back on the school that I went to. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I used to have their their actual logo on on my on my jacket. You know. Uh huh. Uh, I took it off now. I thought they've had punishment enough. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that this is a product of uh, state education. <laughs> yeah. But, so everybody wore that uniform to school, right? Well, the school that I went to. Yes, the school that you were going to, right? Yeah. So what do you think of the? I mean, that that idea comes up periodically in American politics about wearing uniforms to school. What do you think of that? Um. Well, I I, I got to be honest. I would say it, 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 I always thought America had it, got it pretty right. I thought the whole idea. I remember when I went to school, it was a case of they were saying, well, it would it would keep everyone the same. And I always thought, well, who wants to be the same? Yeah. <laughs> and they always it was a case of it's almost communism, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, even though it's it's been a while since we've seen you, we're reminded of you every night on Beavis and Butthead. And I'm wondering, what do you think of uh, of Butthead wearing your T-shirt all the time? Well, I suppose it, it, it's as long as it's good in good humor, and good taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Beavis and Butthead is in real good taste. <laughs> when I first saw it, I laughed. I think it was some of the MTV people, TV people played it for me. What did you think? And I, I laughed. I thought it was cute. And uh, are you glad that the smarter of the two is wearing the ACDC and the dumber guy's wearing the Metallica shirt? Damn, damn glad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we got the one with the with the with the C grade, I think, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't think the other one quite gets a grade. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, you guys will be eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in I think three years, right? Uh, Nineteen ninety-nine, right? That'd be twenty-five years for you. Are you going to get in? Do you care about it? It's a little bit for me. It's a little bit celebrity golf, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So if you get in, you, do you care? I mean, do you want to be in there? Uh, we've never been a band to sort of sit around and say, yeah, you know, give us a prize, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when they have their uh, sort of award things, you know? It's all a little bit backslapping, you know? I was very sad, and you know, I remember a couple of years back, and uh, I was in Los Angeles, and I think they were having some award thing, and they had a little Richard, and they give it, it was a Grammy thing, and I mean, I grew up on a lot of that music, so I, I love all that, that, you know, the blues and, the, you know, from Jerry Lee Lewis, Presley, and all, I love all that, that rock and roll done at that period. And I was really, you know, they wouldn't even give the guy, they give the guy an award backstage. You know? I mean, it was, it was still like saying, you know, you, you, you know, you're a great band, but come in the back door with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, we don't want you seen with the other people. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, finally, can we expect a, uh, a rock opera or a tour with a symphony from uh, ACDC? A rock opera and a tour symphony. Yeah, can, can you do that? Well, I mean, that, 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 would, that would mean we'd need to pay all the extras, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cheaper this way, you get the five guys. That's right. That's get a better right. paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know a lot of people here are looking forward to seeing you. Anything uh, else you want to cover that we haven't talked about? 
Yeah, I think so too. Okay, well, this was fun. Uh, I, I can't wait to see you. I, I feel like I need a little dose of ACDC now. Things are a little too serious. I need a, I need a, I need a little soul cleansing now. So, <laughs> absolutely. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, good luck with everything. And uh, see you in about a month, I guess. Okay then. Mike. Take care. You take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tapes Archive podcast. Please remember, you can always find more information about the show and the individual episodes at our website, thetapesarchive.com. Until next time, the vault is closed.